The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo-hahs. Please be advised. We got way too much feedback to cover in episode 187, so we're doing a special mailbag episode. Enjoy. Uh, Lauren, you got the first one. I get all the female voices, so that leaves me with one. Yep. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. All right, Katie via YouTube, which is weird. (laughs) I just realized YouTube? Really? There's like eight people. Well, Katie's one of them. As to the ruling on bastard children, Deuteronomy 23.2 has this to say, A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to his tenth generation shall he not enter the congregation of the Lord. That's all capitals for those of you who didn't get that. So all those holier-than-thou people that adopted illegitimate children can't get that kid into heaven no matter how much they dragged the little bastard to church. Maybe we need more (laughs) bastards. Katie, I love you. Keep up the YouTubing. Yep. And, okay, so if that's the the rationale for having an illegitimate standard in state law now, then it needs to be challenged in court. Yeah. And abolished. Agreed. Mm. Uh, Wesley, you can take the next one. Oh, I suppose. Uh, Travis, via email, semen retention syndrome is what you were trying to remember when you were talking about being backed up. Semen retention syndrome. All right. Yep. Which apparently (laughs) isn't a problem with this new Vazagel thing. So (laughs) Not Vagicil. It's different. Yeah, Vazagel. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with my snip snip. I'm good with that. That's good. Yep. All right. And uh, via email, um, Acrovats. Yes. Uh, hello, lovely people. I'm writing this email right after finishing episode 186, which was great, though that's your standard. I'm Acrowats, pronounced Acrovats, though I'm just being pedantic, so feel free to ignore that. In the previous episode, Dustin mentioned that he wanted to compare the in-world beliefs of different religions and how batshit crazy they are. So when I suggested... Turning it into a game, what I had in mind was a round-robin tournament-style Mortal Kombat between them all, <laughs> with fatalities and all. Though Finish I, em. Though I do <laughs> yes. like the idea of quizzing the other two, make them study, read stuffer. Revelation! Dun, dun, oh. dun, 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 it. Make them study, read, suffer. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been a listener since early 2015, and I'm ashamed to admit that I fell off the podcast wagon around last March and came back around October. I was really looking forward to the Lady of Guadalupe episode you did. That was episode 146, for the record. Um, Being former Mexican Catholic, I'm really interested in what you guys had to say about that and your experience in Mexico as a whole. I sincerely hope those rapists and criminals didn't mistreat you, unwillingly, that is. However, I cannot find which episode number that was and thus haven't listened to it, so please help me with that. No need to read this paragraph on air. Well, it's not on air, but it's on the podcast. And yeah, that was episode 146, atheistnomads.com slash 146. Now who's being pedantic? And our time in Mexico, yeah, no rapists or criminals this time. Just some dirty hands on the food. Yeah. Now, my trip to Mexico in 2007, I was roofied by some criminals but i managed oh, you to liked it i managed to stumble off as soon as i realized that 
those last three sips of beer shouldn't have taken me from almost buzz to completely shit faced. <laughs> and they they roofied a liter of beer. It was pretty dilute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I I stumbled back to my hotel room, and uh, before I, I stumbled off, though, I, I yelled at them for trying to rip me off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Continuing on with his letter, uh, I became an atheist when I was fifteen, eleven years ago, and after listening to all the horror stories about coming out, uh, atheist to relatives, I got to say how uh, fortunate I am and how much I love my parents for never shunning me off or forcing me to believe in something that is incompatible with reason. It is places like your podcast that allow people that don't have reasonable people in their lives a safe place to come to terms with themselves and have a platform to communicate with like-minded people, otherwise inaccessible to them. To you guys, I say, stay the course. Religion and politics are not mutually exclusive, not with the wave of authoritarianism and fascism that seems to be engulfing the world. While I despise organized religion and religion in general, People have a right to hold on to whatever crutches makes them feel better about how woefully insignificant we all are in the cosmic scheme of things. However, we cannot, cannot become complacent and allow religion to have a say on legislation. I love the theism discussed in the show from a sociological perspective. I love how nuanced and honest your political opinions are, so please continue the show in the way it has. Yes, because yelling fuck Trump is so nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about religion and about assholes that want to shove their particular denomination down our throats. Besides, the only good thing about the Bannon administration is that job has become increasingly easier. Yeah. I do have a legit question, however. After being ambushed by a Jesus freak... Uh, That is me being polite. I started having trouble understanding something. Atheism aside, it is my understanding that God is omnipotent, knowing both past and present and future. And that is omniscient is that part. Um, Omnipotent is all powerful. Um, Anyway, back to him. Uh, Dr. Manhattan on steroids, though without dangling penis because said steroids shrank his balls. Uh, What I don't understand is the following. If indeed he does exist, being a skeptic, I have to say he could zero point a whole bunch of zeros, one percent. If only for the sake of consistency, why is it then that he makes people go through life, make their choices, fuck up, and just to be cast to hell anyway, when from the beginning he already knew what the outcome was going to be, regardless of them actually going through? My girlfriend is a former Mormon and says that it's because he wants us to make our own choices. Some dare challenge humanity uh, entered with God from the start, as I understand what her pastor uncle said to me. I responded to her that it is still irrelevant because he already knows the outcome and never was a real choice. Then I have to back down because we never get anywhere with this and I still won't have a chance of getting laid. Smart man. <laughs> uh yeah, I got this one. It's really easy. It's because uh, men wrote the book. Uh, it's just a glaring error. And yeah, it's stupid. And People just, have been juggling it for you. It's, you can go to college for this shit. It's called philosophy or theology. You know, people have been doing this for a long time and it still doesn't make any sense. I did go to college for it and got to the end with the conclusion that this does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
God says that you can't. uh, Sorry, go ahead. There's there's only a few logically consistent ways of of handling it. Um, There is, and the the free will model that Adventists, Methodists, Episcopalians, Catholics, Mormons, and the like go with, I do not think is logically consistent. If God is all good. And he knew that if he created humans the way he was going to, that they would sin and some would have to suffer. And he did it anyway. He can't be all good, all powerful, or all knowing. One of those can't work. And there are some things. Oh, go ahead. I'd say two of those don't work. I mean, the all good is just bullshit from the first. Uh, But if he's all knowing. And gives you choice, cho- a choice with air quotes. Then, if he knows what's going to happen, then you don't really have a choice. You already he already knows that you're going to go to hell. The yeah, it, it's you can either have an all loving and all powerful God, a all loving and all knowing but not all powerful God, or a all loving and all powerful but not all-knowing God. And there are theologians who have made arguments that God is not one of those three things. Um, There was a kind of fringe movement in the Adventist church around the time I left with some pastors arguing that God was not omniscient, that he didn't know everything. And you can actually make an argument from the Bible that that is the case. Sure, he fucking bet the devil, bet... uh satan that you know uh, lot would wouldn't forsake him uh why do you need to bet job sorry yeah he bet betted about job so well if you read through the old testament the most repenting done is by god god is making mistakes and repenting all the time he was really drunk at that stage <laughs> You had to go through the 12 steps. And if you read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, both, it really only makes sense if God makes mistakes and he learns from his mistakes as he goes on. So that is a way of making it logically consistent. Um, Then you have the Calvinist perspective where God is all-knowing, all-powerful, not necessarily all-loving, but probably... And he chooses some to be saved and some to be lost. Uh, I, I think that is impossible to make consistent with all loving, because especially if you believe in immortal souls and eternal hellfire, um, you cannot have a loving God who chooses people to burn in hell. Yeah. Adventists have the best chance at logically consistency with it because there is no eternal hell. So, and Mormons also kind of have a decent shot at that because God, you know, you're, you're not going to be suffering forever. So you, you get a chance at eternal bliss and salvation. Um, but it's, it's up to you to choose whether or not you want that, which makes it really hard to argue with people about this because the first thing you have to establish where do they fit with all of those different variables? Uh, that's one reason why so many atheist arguments 
especially like in uh, the God Delusion and arguments mm-hmm. in that style, are incredibly weak. It's because they are so incredibly focused on evangelicalism, which is a highly specific grouping of highly specific beliefs. And there are as many beliefs as there are believers. Right. I mean, this guy's Catholic, which has a totally different system of what happens after you die. (laughs) Uh So, yeah, you really have to kind of read the room. Yeah, and and he he did continue on a little bit with with this on a, including the part about how he's you know former Catholic and believes that uh, or believed that everyone's life gets recorded in a book which gets read by the judges during the day of reckoning with the saints in, interceding on your behalf, assuming you have indulgences and other bribery with you. <laughs> yes, the saints like the shiny things, which that whole version of it. That seems so incredibly futile. Not futile, futile as in medieval feudalism, which is when that system was developed. Yeah. Um, And the guy that he was talking to said that he was non-denominational. That makes it even harder to pin them down. That's red flags right there. (laughs) <laughs> anybody who tells me that they're non-denominational i'm like oh so you're nothing but bullshit okay <laughs> it's really hard to argue with somebody if you can't pin them down on what they even believe yeah yeah oh, i believe in a personal relationship with god that mean yeah masturbate to him or something um talking to you lydia <laughs> And he uh, also... uh, I have a lot of pent-up rage from high school. (laughs) His uh, secondary question is, uh, is it even worth it to talk to some people? Or to such people? Uh, It was a cordial Mm. encounter, and neither one could convince each other they were wrong. The difference being, I believe in evidence, and he in the Bible. Nope, it's a brick wall. It is kind of a brick wall. So you just jump over it and keep on going. If there are other people around listening it might be worthwhile and if you have uh, confidence in your debating skills mm-hmm. i do not if you have an audience and you're good at debating then you can have some fun and score points off of everybody else that's listening but you're probably not going to make a dent in that person's wall but if you are talking to someone especially somebody like this i think and it's just one-on-one, I think the first question should be, would it be possible to change your mind? Is there anything that could make you question your faith? And if the answer is no, then the response should be, then there is no point in having a discussion. Because that's yeah, not a, it, that, at that point, it's not a discussion. It's them proselytizing at you. Yeah. Yep. And you should not let them subject you to that. If... They say there is actually a chance you could conv- you could change their mind. Um, then your next whole bunch of questions needs to be to actually establish what the words they are saying mean. Because Christianese comes in many, many, many dialects. Especially well, when you get... Different dialects, but they'll, they'll try and move the goalposts, too. So establish limits, yeah. get the definitions. Pin down everything... Then you and then you also need to establish once you have pinned down what they're even talking about, you need to establish 
some kind of common ground epistemologically. So what is a source of knowledge and information you guys can agree upon? Because if you don't have that, you cannot have a meaningful discussion. All right. Uh, Jonathan via email. Hi, everybody. Speaking of tactics in handling small fires versus uh, dumpster fire administration, because the SPAASHS, <laughs> I'm guessing that means skeptic, pastafarian, atheist, agnostic, secular, humanist, and secularists. Holy fuck. You actually got something out of that? Holy crap. Yeah. It, I was just like, what the hell's a spashist? It, it took me about five minutes of staring oh, at it. good for you. Or uh, two minutes of staring at it. Good for you. Um, okay, because... Did you, you just Googled it, didn't you? you? No, it. I didn't. Uh, I wanted right. to see if I could oh, figure wow. it out on my own. Uh, wow. Anyway, so because they're spread out all over the board as to what position they have to defend, Passion. I would agree uh, with the notion of divide and conquer. Evaluating what part you all play in the greater moral value and focusing on... Uh, where you can do the most good. In economics, the concept of comparative advantage. Where an organization has an advantage on certain aspects of what they do over others, finding and focusing on what is the best way to press your advantage, finding it, though, can be kind of tricky. The math uses simple fractions to find where the least amount of opportunity cost is. That is what you give up by doing something. By focusing on the dumpster fire, you lose time on the village fires. Considering that the show is about an hour and the show once a week, break down the show into topics covered per minute. As a super simplistic way to look at this, uh, consider topic density. That being the speed at which the number of topics are covered. For every secular only topic, it takes about 10 minutes to cover well enough, according to your standards. While a national shitstorm story might take 15 minutes to cover to your standards. So a breakdown being a four national stories over six secular only stories so for every two national stories, you can do three secular ones. Versus doing three secular-only stories, uh, you give up two national ones. If that time breakdown is representative of your methods, and I just made them up, so if it's not, uh, but fly with it if, uh, for the sake of the example, um, that would mean the opportunity cost is highest, therefore bad when doing national stories. So that means focusing on secular-only stories would be your uh, comparative advantage. Granted, it's a contrived example with made-up variables, but the math is sound. I would recommend taking a serious look at what it is you guys are good at, and for me, at secular stories. Do I know? Uh, do I know that with any definitive metric by which to base that idea? No. But as a way to look at your show, consider the ideas above. With mental love, Jonathan from the Too Deep Too Fast podcast. Fuck you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> failed economics Holy i failed shit. at math and this was just like god <laughs> some people are actually good at this ah you, you think we actually schedule shit out <laughs> what do you think we are fucking noah and heath like, no nah, we're shit. faking we're winging it no yeah but um no plan. okay but no, the no. general wrap-up i totally get and uh <laughs> i i i think it's good advice yeah and that kind of fits with the conclusion we came to in previous episodes you can go of, anywhere for national news but yeah. fewer people are covering the secular stuff so and if everybody focuses on the dumpster fire instead of the smaller fires the smaller fires are only going to grow i would like to think that i haven't covered many trump stories like trump's uh, stories that relate to trump i have 
uh, like around him is the periphery, but not really Trump direct until like tonight. We've had a few weeks with the introduction of the Trump dump. Right. And we've had a few weeks where it's been very heavily Trump. As yeah, per I'm just talking about usual. me myself personally bringing stories. Yeah, well, but for for both of us, uh, or even all three of us, we've had some weeks it's been more Trump, other weeks it's been less Trump. It Trumpy depends dumpy. on what's in the news. Yeah, yeah, it really kind of does. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, some you know, I can't really get a a good Alex Jones story. Or a, a good Pat Robertson, or some shit, some shit like that. Some weeks, you know, it just sometimes it just doesn't work out. And I would also say that to a certain extent with Trump, we've just kind of reached a point where he's done the big stuff he's trying to do, and now he's getting bogged down and trying to Twitter. maintain an administration. It's going to slow yeah. down for a while. Well, for as long as also, he's crying I mean, himself to sleep, yes. Yeah, slow oh, down. I sure hope so. I mean, you know he is. Oh my god, he had no idea what shitstorm he stepped into. Did you know that he's at, Trump is actually six two or six three? Hmm. He's incredibly right. obese then, because. Well, all I know is um, on uh, on his driver's license, supposedly it says six three, but somewhere else it says six two. It, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, yeah, either he's. Six two six three. It's just kind of weird to think of an old person being that tall. It's not that old. Almost seventy. He's fucking seventy. My parents are almost seventy. They're yeah, not sorry, that they're old. old. Sorry, they're old. Uh, my dad's over seventy, and your he, dad's old. He's uh, lost some height. Yeah, my dad's over seventy. My mom's dead. That's okay. He yeah. probably wears lifts. <laughs> All right, Tom, via email. I want to read this one because uh, it's awesome. Okay, greetings, godless wanderers. I am writing a sci-fi story set about 700 years in the future, way out in space. I love that you, like, specified way out. Not just in space, but way out in space. Somewhere in the black. In the blackness. Inspired by your dusting off the degree segment and some of my true believer SDA extended family, I've decided to have, uh, have an SDA minister... Who is elected to the leadership council of the ship to be one of the story's binders antagonists? Having I mean, just listened to you talk about the SDA version of the apocalypse, I am suddenly wondering what s- such a far future version of the SDA-, SDA could look like. Obviously, the papacy never took over, there was no forced Sunday worship laws, no running and living in the woods, and no resurrections. Closest they have to Saturday would be Saturn's Day, which is four days before Sunday, the first day of the week. Or maybe Barry Ann's Day, which is the 10th day of the week. But then they would be 10th day Adventists. Earth's surface is off limits to most people, especially while they work to fix the climate. It's sort of a nature preserve. There's a single human government, the Galactic Commonwealth. Good name. But it's also entirely secular, with only about 10% of the population engaging in any monotheistic worship. Most people are atheists, quite a few are polytheists, ancestor worshippers, or nature worshippers of different types. And personal property is almost not a thing. Everyone's provided a basic standard of living and can work for a better standard if they wish. Despite all that, I don't see religions like the SDA completely dying out even 700 years from now. All I am certain of at the moment is that the SDA's Galactic Convention are fighting in the Senate to return (laughs) the calendar to seven days instead of ten... They yep. don't like transhumanists who augment to the point of looking non-human. 
they used to reject all augments, but our minister does have a cyber eye that looks almost natural, which is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and they are quite politically active in elections, making up one of the stronger segments of the Abrahamic Values Party aboard the ship. This particular ship has attracted lots of religious people, which is why Councillor Udine is about to get a seat on the Director's Council to help govern the ship. Wow. <laughs> I'd love any advice on future SDA you could give. It would really help in writing my book, Celestial Science Crusaders, A Brave New Sky. God, that just oh, that sounds cool. And if you choose to answer this on the podcast, then feel free to read as much or as little as you want. Thank you for your awesome podcast, Thorn Briar. Okay, so my predictions for future Adventists are uh, pretty simple. Um, in the next 20 to 30 years, what will happen is the white church will split between uh, liberal and conservative, conservative staying with the main denomination, and the rest of the world. And the rest of the white people will leave and become virtually indistinguishable from mainline Christians. The, and then that group will eventually, with the dying of mainline Christianity, also die out. What that will leave is a few hillbilly conservative <laughs> white Adventists. They'll make up about 1% of the church membership, if even that, and everyone else will be brown. Uh, one of the things that I think will push this will be Africa and Latin America realizing they have the numbers and in a democratic organization like the Adventist Church and them representing um, somewhere in the ballpark of 90% of the church membership, 95% of the church membership almost, um, they could take over and eventually they will because they're going to get tired of this quote, liberal, uh, white-dominated church. So what Adventists of the future will look like is dark skin. They're going to be very conservative. Uh, I think they will eventually sh start shunning education because they will eventually get tired of losing their educated youth to the secular world and will realize that if they don't educate people, then they won't leave the church. So you'll have a ever dumbing down of the Adventist church. Um, I think you're right on the money that they will fight any changes in the, in the length of the week. Um, they will definitely resist uh, augmenting humans unless it is prosthetic because that would fit with the healing ministry of Jesus and Adventist healthcare stuff. Um, I think most of the healthcare stuff will also get lost when they lose uh, education. Um, so I, I kind of, yeah, what I, that, that's my basic premise on it. Um, so I would kind of base the character on Shepard Book. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he's pretty badass, though. As one of the fringe ministers. Yeah, but. Shepherd Book's got like a dark past too. Mm -hmm. He was almost certainly a government operative. Well, that's that's what makes the character interesting. Oh wait, no, it's actually not Shepherd Book. No, it's mm -hmm. the it's the nurse on the planet in Firefly that wants to burn River as a witch. Oh God! That, oh that one wow! Episode. Oh, that was horrible. That is what future Adventists will be like. Nice. Mm. 
<laughs> well, run with it, man. <laughs> just just go with it. Let us know how it goes. I'd also say watch some Battlestar Galactica, the new one. You know, for the whole in space governmental mm-hmm. agency kind of thing working together. Yeah. That's that's good, Wesley's little good two cents. Inspiration. All right. And uh that is wow. it for the special uh mailbag. Our little news mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we Holy will shit. I'm gonna go pass out now. <laughs> if you guys keep sending letters like this, we'll keep reading them. Yeah. <laughs> little mailbag things like this yep we love it oh yeah and don't forget to send pictures people <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of atheist nomads you can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com follow us on twitter at atheist nomads and like us on facebook at facebook.com slash atheist nomads please subscribe to the show in itunes stitcher or your podcatcher of choice and while you're there feel free to leave us a review music is courtesy of sturdy fred until next time this has been the atheist nomads